Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Short & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. The industrial corridor between New Orleans and Baton Rouge is sometimes referred to around here as Cancer Alley. The name comes from the refineries and chemical plants that have dumped waste into the air, land, and water. But if Oleander Medical Technologies succeeds in its plan, the term Cancer Alley is going to have a whole new meaning. We're going to be the place people come from across the country and around the world to cure cancer. Yes, you've heard that correctly. Oleander Medical Technologies is pioneering what may turn out to be a real cure for many types of cancer. Paige Miller is president of Oleander Medical Technologies. Paige, welcome out to lunch. Thank you very much, Peter, for having me. In the last few years, we've come to realize there's a link between our health and our diet. Although we now take much more individual responsibility for eating healthy, the medical profession as a whole isn't keeping up with us. Think about this. When was the last time your doctor asked you what you eat and wrote your answer into medical records? Now, thanks to a piece of technology called RD Note, the doctor can do just that. RD Note is a secure platform that helps clinicians easily record relevant nutrition information about a patient as well as to help them make nutrition-related medical diagnoses. The founder and CEO of RD Note is Molly Hegarty. Molly, welcome out to lunch. Thanks, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm going to start with you, Paige. Paige, according to what I've read about Oleander Medical Technologies, you're pioneering a method of treating certain types of cancer that include lung cancer, colon cancer, prostate, and maybe breast cancer. This treatment takes 15 minutes, and its side effects are flu-like symptoms, and it cures these cancers. So one of three things is going on here. One, I've got it wrong, very, very possible. Uh, two, this is an over-optimistic best-case description aimed at attracting investment. Or three, you're actually looking at a real breakthrough cure for certain types of cancer. Which one is it? So Peter, I'm a lawyer and I'm therefore cautious oh, in what yes. I say. I never use the word cure, but I do use the word treatment. And what we believe we have discovered is a way to treat advanced cancer, a whole number of them, even more than the, num the ones you mentioned, without doing any damage to the normal tissue. And so if we can indeed treat cancer and reduce it or possibly eliminate it, that would really be a big deal. It sure would. What would be um, an example of a successful trial? So what we're doing right now is treatment of tissue culture and mice. And because this is not genetic-based, it's cell-based, what happens with the other animals should be what happens with people. And we find that we can do a 15- or 30-minute treatment and eliminate at least some tumors. 
and mesothelioma tumors too, which you know there is no treatment for right now. So what we will do... What are all those attorneys going to do that come on TV every five minutes? I don't know, but I'm not worried about them. Good, all right, don't worry about them. (laughs) Paige, what does a timeline look like on something like this? So right now the scientists are, as I mentioned, treating mice and learning what is the best protocol, Uh, how much drug to put in, how long you pulse the magnetic field to get the best kill rate for the tumors. We think we'll take another couple months to do that, and then we will be trying this at the LSU vet school in smaller dogs and cats. We need to build a new device in order to be able to do this, and we're working with a company in upstate New York to do that. We'll ask people to bring in their dogs and cats that are out of other options. Will they let us try this treatment on their pets? If it works as we expect it to, we'll then be able to take it to the vet market. We'll have to go through the regulatory process, but that data will then also help us go through the regulatory process of the FDA for humans and to begin human trials here at the University Health Sciences Center. How much time is all that? Well, because we're dealing with advanced disease and we're not dealing with a new drug, the timeline is much shorter for most new treatments. So once we've shown it will work in animals and that it is safe in humans, we can try it in the same way with people who are out of other options. Let's take pancreatic cancer, okay? Terrible disease, almost always discovered late, and usually with maybe four to six month life expectancy. So you start with those folks. Will you let us try it? If you can get 50 people who have advanced disease, who are living eight months or a year, you can go to the FDA and say, let's get this approved so we can go into the market. So it can be much faster than what we're used to. Nothing with the FDA is fast, but it would be faster. Now, now Molly, uh, just to make it clear, the RD in your company stands for registered dietitian, right? Correct. Okay, got that yes. part. They, it's, RD Note is a software tool for doctors to keep track of patients' dietary information that integrates that information into electronic medical records. If you had to pick a collection of people who are difficult to market to, I doubt you could find a more difficult collection of people than doctors. They're busy, they're overworked, uh, the time they get to spend with their patients is already squeezed about as tight as it can get, and many of them seem to have very definite ideas about how to go about things their own way. And in this environment, how do you get in front of doctors, and how do you get them to agree to try your product? Yes, I couldn't agree with you more, Peter. The healthcare market does have its challenges. However, we've had great success and traction so far, and I believe there's a couple of reasons for that. And the first is that nutrition is a low-cost and high-impact driver of quality care. And if there's one thing that gets doctors' attention, it's really how do we improve the quality of care for their patients. That's 
why they got into the field, and they're very passionate about providing the best care. So that part is really easy. Then, because I'm a clinician as well as an engineer myself, everything we do is so easy to use. It integrates right in with their workflows, right in with what they're doing, so we're not adding an extra layer of burden onto their already busy schedules. And plus, you're, um, you're right in kind of a sweet spot here. Uh, finally, medical schools are starting to teach about it. I, right here at, at Tulane Medical, you've got that Center for, um, I guess it's Culinary, culinary Medicine. Culinary Medicine, and, uh, yeah. yes. So, yes. Uh, People are catching up to you. That's uh, that's the best part. Uh, how would you? How would they use this information? The doctor has now put it on a, I guess, a secure platform. And um, how is he or she going to use it? Yes. Yeah, so, great question. There's a really interesting spot that we focus on, which is the treatment of nutrition for clinical disease states. So things like oncology patients, um, GI surgeries, elderly folks who are having trouble eating. And so these are very specific conditions that the doctors may not have been trained on in the past. And so we're closing those knowledge gaps, helping them coordinate with their care team. And that leads to better outcomes. Now, uh, here's a um, just human nature. Uh, people lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in their best interest to lie mm-hmm. in this case. No, but my doctors, um, they always ask the two questions. Usually, do you smoke or drink? Yes. They never ask if you bungee jump or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> I guess actuaries would ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, will people tell them the truth? and? Yes, so this goes back to our focus on the clinical side. We spend less time, quote unquote, trying to get people to eat carrots and more time on, you know, what is your intake in the hospital? Yes, (laughs) Um, you know, we're, we're really looking at, say, people that come into the intensive care unit and they may be getting fed through a tube. So it's there's some very neat, uh, complex clinical case management that we look at. And your background is you didn't just come out of this out of, out of uh, nowhere. You, you I wish, were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a dream. Mm-hmm. It was a, but you're a nutritionist, nutritionist by, by training? Yes, I am both a nutritionist and, and an engineer. So I did my undergraduate degree at University of Michigan Engineering School. And I was working at Intel for a couple of years. And while I was there making computer chips, I had one of my college roommates passed away. And he had complications of a Crohn's disease surgery. That's a digestive disorder. And it really made me pause in my career. And it made me think, you know, how can I really help people? And I wanted to be on the ground, you know, helping people with their nutrition. It was something I had always been passionate about. So I ended up leaving my engineering job and going back to school for nutrition. Of course, once I got into school, I started going through clinical rounds, we'd be going to the hospitals, and I'd have to write down everything about my patients on a slice of, on a piece of paper, and then I'd have to take it and type it into a Word document, and this is about 2010, so the medical records were even more clunky. And then I'd have to put it in, and coming from one of the highest tech facilities in the world to writing things <laughs> on a piece of paper, I thought, wow, there's an opportunity here, and it inspired me to refocus on the tech and build out tools that I could use and that other clinicians could use. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Molly Higgerty from the dietary medical software company, RD Note, and Paige Miller 
president of the pioneering cancer treatment company, Oleander Medical Technologies. Now, Paige, you're at an interesting juncture where you've got, you've got obviously continuing research going on, but you're also looking for investors. Um, what do they ask? Um, the first thing they want to know is the science. Uh, the best way to have them learn the science is actually to bring them into the lab. So we've been talking to investors from all over the country and they want to come see does this really work. So we bring them into the lab and we put some slides in there that are files that have breast cancer tumor cells and we put them in for 15 minutes and then we put it under the microscope and we show them how the cells have all blown up. And I have to tell you over and over again, these people who come from New York or Wisconsin or whatever, they go, gee, you're really doing good science here in Louisiana. Wow. And we love that. I was going to say, <laughs> we need a new image. That's great. <laughs> so once, once we persuade them that the science works, um, when you're an early stage company, investors want to know when are they going to get a return on their investment, how fast can it be? And so one of the important things we've done is to say, because this will work in dogs and cats just the same as in humans, and people are now spending a lot of money to save their pets, we'll go to the vet market first so that we can get early revenue reduce the number of rounds of capital we're seeking and be able to get a return much more quickly than if we were doing the regular path to a new cancer treatment. And uh, an investor, I can picture myself in this situation where I might have assets and know how, how to manage money, but I don't, probably not a scientist. So what do they do? Do they bring one along with them? I'm trying to picture this. Actually, the people who have understood the potential of this the fastest and have come to see us frequently have been doctors. They have breast cancer patients or prostate patients or other folks that they see the results of cancer and the bad ways we have to treat them now. And so they understand the science when they come and frequently they have the capacity to make an investment. There is a local foundation involved in the health business that's interested in investing. They put together an ad hoc panel of doctors. So they had a geneticist, a neurosurgeon, a cardiologist, and uh, an oncology surgeon come grill us. And at the end of it, they were so excited. Some of them, I think, may invest personally. Wow, that is... That's pretty great. I have to ask you both, though, how did, how did you end up in New Orleans with this kind of idea? I mean, I always think of uh, New York or San Diego. Um, how'd you get here? You just come for Jazz Fest, Molly? This, that's a good draw, too. <laughs> it is, and I live right by Jazz Fest, so we're gearing up right now, which is wonderful. The best time of year. But um, it's a funny story. I was living in Seattle doing my graduate degree, and to become a registered dietitian, nutritionist, you need to do a year-long internship. And it's very competitive. There's only a 50% match rate, so it's like med school, and you get one match, and you got to go because you don't have any choices. So I had applied to Tulane. My sister was already here, so I had applied to the Tulane School of Public Health, came down and did my one-year internship rotations and meant to leave 
I meant to go right back to Seattle. That was the plan. And that was eight years ago. <laughs> I've loved every minute since. And you, and you thought up the company while you were here. Yes, yes. It's There's a lot of creative inspiration and there's room and opportunities for growing businesses that you don't think of. We've had access to really high quality hospital partnerships that might not be available in, or accessible in some of the larger coastal cities. And Paige, what about yourself? What, what brought you across the country? Well, I did hear the word match. Um, I came here because I am married to one of the two scientists who discovered this treatment. And I had been living in Seattle, um, doing a number of different jobs there, and they asked me to be president of the company, and I was doing that for several years part-time remotely. And in your husband Seattle. was here? And my husband was here at the LSU Health Sciences Center. And I'm now here raising money assembling a team of technicians to support them at the Health Sciences Center, getting that device built that will do dogs and cats, um, and beginning to negotiate that FDA regulatory process. So I'm not bored. Paige, sometimes people say that the uh, the cure is, is worse than the disease in some sense when we think of chemo. That's, this has got to be a big plus. So... One of our scientists compares our treatment to the difference between karate and judo. The standard treatments now are like karate. You're getting more and more powerful <coughs> chemical treatments or radiation to try to punch out the cancer. So think of standard treatment as karate. Our treatment is more like judo. And you know, with judo, you take the strength of your opponent and use it against him. So we are taking the robustness, the problems of advanced cancer that attack the body, and we're using those properties to turn them on the cancer itself and cause it to blow itself up. I am going to tell people in the future that cancer was cured by martial arts. That'll and, be. <laughs> and, and because it only goes after the cancer, because the cancer is what has those properties. So the good cells. The good cells are not damaged. And we've had a pathologist take a look at the mice, at their colon, their kidneys, their pancreas, their lungs, no damage no damage to the muscle tissue right next to the tumors. And, and that's part of why this is so exciting. Now, I've, I've got to ask you this, Molly. In today's day and age, people are so concerned with you know, hacking and people taking their data. Are you in the same boat? And what do you do to, to make people feel comfortable with it? Wow. So, yes, as you know, there is a lot of regulation in the healthcare world. Um, not the most exciting topic, but... No, but it uh, <laughs> concerns people. So. Yes. So we don't handle anyone's personal health data where they can be identified. So that's one of the key rules. There's something called the HIPAA Act. You have to sign it right. every time you go to the doctor's office. So there's a lot of rules and procedures in place of how that applies, not just to the doctors and their medical records, but to our data as well. But we don't use anybody's names or anything that could identify them. How fast is it? Picking, picking up? Oh, real time, real time. So if a doctor is seeing a patient and perhaps they have a care team with their own nutritionist there 
as soon as someone assesses the patient, we're able to flag and recommend to the doctors. Yeah. And what does the, the checklist look like? Is it just, hey, pal, what do you eat? Or is it you're looking for some <laughs> specific... So we work with the boots on the ground nutritionists in the hospital. So we look very specifically at the hospital system. And as soon as they're assessing the patient, based on what they see in their expert opinions, we translate that for the physicians into the diagnoses that they understand. And then they can select the appropriate diagnoses and treatments. If human knowledge and medical technology keep progressing, it stands to reason that eventually we're going to discover exactly what we need to eat and stay healthy and how to cure even the most difficult diseases like cancer. Yes, it's optimistic, but it's also logical. What is perhaps less expected is that this knowledge would come from Louisiana. Paige and Molly, it's sobering to think that the rest of our Sagona get up from this lunch table and go back to doing whatever we were doing before. And you two are going to go back to working on curing cancer and changing the medical profession. It's, it's got me feeling pretty bad about myself. They... <laughs> this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Molly Haggerty, founder and CEO of RD Note, and Paige Miller, president of Oleander Medical Technologies. You can find out more about Molly's and Paige's medical innovations by following the links on our website, itsneworleans.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is the fabulous Maggie Mendel. You can listen to the show and the past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and its New Orleans Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of IONO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Sure & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness.